Hey everybody, it's Brandon with the uh, 4Bs Podcast, Backcountry Brews, Barbells and Business. Just wanted to thank you all for joining us today. I hope you enjoy the show. Today a big thank you goes out to our folks in public safety, EMS, first responders, police, fire. Everybody's out there making sure we're all safe, not only in our homes, but out there on the streets. Had an opportunity to sit down with John and Steve, who are veterans of the fire service out here in eastern North Carolina. Steve Jassett is also the affiliate owner of CrossFit Burn, and they are about to celebrate, if they have not already, celebrated their seventh anniversary down there in Newburgh, North Carolina. So congrats, CrossFit Burn. Congrats all you athletes and coaches down there, and congrats, Steve, for running a great program for so many years. Always one of my favorite places to visit. John Harden is a veteran CrossFit athlete who started our program, CrossFit Tier 1, back in 2010, and um, who I've had the privilege of competing on several regional teams with through the years before I got old. And uh, it was great to have uh, these guys on the on the show today. <laughs> also have Ryan and Isaiah in the studio for this episode to give their perspective on a great conversation uh, about um, the benefits of functional fitness in a role as a first responder, not only um, from a standpoint of physical preparedness uh, and aiding in the ability of the job, but also building mental toughness, building community, uh, building positive um, emotional outlets for uh, team members and, and obviously helping helping build stronger teams. I also wanted to thank our sponsor for the show, Bear Athletics. Thank you so much for an amazing logo for the podcast. It was everything I hoped it would be. If you haven't checked them out, Bear underscore Athletics on Instagram, Bear Athletics on Facebook. If you need apparel done for an event, for a competition, for a birthday, maybe a bar mitzvah, maybe whatever you want whatever you got going on, check them out. They do great stuff. I guarantee you, you won't be disappointed. And now on with the show. Okay. So let's uh, be quiet for about 10 seconds. Get the room. <laughs> you reached the max of my breath. <laughs> Was that t- did we do it? Did we do it? I don't think so. Fuck it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Y'all do the beat things at work? Mm-hmm. And we'll just like be staring at each other because you're in this room just like this. And you have to hit this little beeper when it hits your ear. We'll just be staring at each other and we just all start laughing. And once you start, you can't stop. So <laughs> they get pissed at us. We could never fucking make it 10 seconds. Never. Never. It doesn't matter. Yeah. The three of us in here the other night, we couldn't fucking do it. I just don't have that long a breath hold. Well, the funny thing was. But you don't have to breathe onto the mic. You can. I kept like, looking at Brandon. That was. The I was like, <laughs> I was like this. I was like, all right, everybody, let's be. Uh, let's go for ten seconds. And the last thing I heard was Pecker right there. <sighs> I was like, shit. Because I know the only other person who heard it was Isaiah. Yep. Was this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, ah. Oh. <sighs> if I had a dream and I did. Yeah. No. <laughs> I who I could have in a room right now? Yeah, it be would careful. be this. Happy to be included. I, I agree with this. Yeah. It who do you who do you want in your house when the zombies come? See where this yeah, goes. That's good. <laughs> that's good. God. Yeah. It's not gonna do much. It's all good. <laughs> the Watergate mysterious ten seconds of fucking silence. <laughs> so we really kind of wanted to spend some time today talking about like you know the differences in you know, home gym versus or garage gym versus going to an affiliate versus going to like a global gym versus working not at work. Cause you know, we got John and Steve here who are, you know, both got kind of CrossFit style functional fitness gyms at 
the firehouse. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, yeah. And you have for years. Yeah, we have one fully functional gym at all three stations. Um, four or 5,000 pounds of plates, rowers, um, kettlebells, wall balls, sleds. Uh, we have 14-foot rogue rigs at each station We have, with all the attachments. Uh, we have plenty of space to do whatever we want. It's it's pretty awesome. <laughs> So you, but you were like, you were instrumental in getting that set up, right? Me and Nick. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. so you guys, and was that before or after Burn opened? So when you guys opened, uh, when you opened Burn, yeah. you, and we, I know we had this conversation before, mm-hmm. like when you opened Burn and then you kind of said, this is great. This is what, this is where, this is where fitness needs to be. First responders need to have this kind of fitness, obviously, mm-hmm. because we know that you know, the, the stuff that you guys do on a daily basis requires that you are faced with all kinds of unknown right. challenges. Mm-hmm. And you said, okay, this we need to bring this to the, you know, to the emergency services community. Yeah. Firefighting, firefighters in, you know, New Bern. Yeah. So what are, what were the ups, what's the ups and downs of actually doing that, ha- owning a CrossFit gym in the same town mm-hmm. where you, you know, where you essentially set up functional so, fitness gyms at the so it's know. um so we were able to write or apply for a grant uh, through FEMA gave us it was like a ninety ten matching grant so we had about hundred thousand dollars to spend once we got approved and uh, Nick and I went through and wrote it and got all the quotes and everything like that and um, once we got all of the equipment uh, we were trying to push everybody to this style of training because it is the best for what we do right john oh yeah um sure. high intensity for you know short durations uh come outside of the the structure fire get another bottle go back in um you're always lifting odd things moving odd things pushing and pulling and uh crossfit's the, the best way to do that um now Having the, everything available to me at the at work and owning a gym as well, um, you know, did we kind of shoot ourselves in the foot? Probably, um, but if they're getting that the type of training that they need, I don't care. You know, um, it gives me people to work out with while I'm there, and it it also, uh, I have the idea of who do you want rescuing you? You know, and if I can train or I can have more people that I rely on to rescue me while I'm working out, it's worth it in the long run to, to not have them be part of the gym, you know, as long as they have, they're part of the lifestyle and um, they have that that training as well. It's worth it, I think, in my eyes. Yeah. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, I think what we did was, when, of course, when we when I tier one was to have, to give a, you know, a, a probably the largest discount to, you know, EMS, fire, police, whoever it was, mm-hmm. you know, first responders, mil- you know, veterans, to give them a, a pretty much a giant discount to come and work out at the gym. And basically, like, you know, if you want to come and take classes, you could pay, you know, you could do an open gym, you can come in and take classes, you do whatever you want, just come, just come, be a part of what we're doing. Mm-hmm. That was, for me, more important. The only thing I wish is that they'd come to the gym and get the coaching. Right. And that's, that's what's important. Um because they, you don't know what you don't know until you don't know it. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, somebody's yeah. out there doing something and they get themselves hurt. Like, right. Um, you know, we could have prevented that had they been 
supervised by by not just by their buddy but by somebody who knows what they're doing and you know it hasn't taken me you know, eight, nine, ten years to figure out what I what I'm doing. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah. Am I the same coach I was seven, eight years ago? No. Ooh, no. Yeah. If I was, you know, I should be fired. But <laughs> right. right. If you're not, if you're not better than you were a year ago, right. or two years ago, then yeah. I mean, yeah. you're not. You're not really not putting the effort into it. Exactly. I mean, how do you bridge that gap? What do you mean? Oh, the coaching. Pro- gap? Providing them the coaching. Well, yeah, that's what it. I was going to bring up too, because I was. I, didn't y'all have some kind of like program that y'all offered? When y'all had that grant mm-hmm. where you actually could come take some kind of class. I remember y'all had something open where you could take something uh, to become a trainer. Not CrossFit related. but Oh, so we did. Part of the grant was we um, we sent, I think it was, it was like eight people to get a peer fitness trainer yeah, through ACE. Okay, uh, we brought instructors down. Uh, they taught a weeks-long course um, to get everybody certified. And then after that, uh, the firefighters were supposed to be able to come to you, get a program, um, and then go about and, and do that program on their own. And it just it didn't work out the, the way we wanted to. Because if, if somebody's on their own doing something by themselves and they, they have no interest in doing fitness, giving them a program to do on their own by themselves is not going to work. Right. <laughs> you know, so they were missing the, the group aspect, what I, I think they need. You know, you're, you're a firefighter. You're not, you're not a police officer. You're in a car by yourself. You're, right. you're in a, a building in a truck with four, five, six, twelve 12 other guys. So, again, to go down to the gym by yourself and, and work out, it's, just, it's not what firefighting is. You know, you're, you're never by yourself. Yeah. You know, so uh, exercise sense. shouldn't be the same. It shouldn't be like that. You, know, right. you shouldn't be by yourself. And you brought up a good point, too, while we were actually working out earlier. You know, you said that, you know, when you make somebody do functional fitness type yeah. stuff, either they love it or they don't. Yeah. You know, and, and that's kind of where I'm at, you know, at our department. You know, I always said when I become an, you know, become an officer and I'm able to, you know, I run a shift. Mm-hmm. Well, my guys were going to be made to work out. Well, mm-hmm. that's, that's easy to say. It's hard <laughs> to actually yeah. make it work, you know, because – at the end of the day, either they like it or they don't. Right. You know, we know that it's the best form of exercise for the yeah. job we do. But trying to convey that over to, you know, the ten guys I work with, it's hard sometimes. Right. You know, and 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 I have most of my shift does work out. They may not necessarily do what I do. Yeah. And some of the guys do. You know, they really enjoy it. You know, I had two guys last year that wanted to compete at SummerSlam, and and they trained with me, and you know that was pretty memorable for me they they come in on the scale division first and you know they they enjoy it well now it's hard to even get them in the gym yeah you know so it's hard to believe yeah I and mean, it's normally just, guys get ate up with it and they stick with it yeah or or, or you know guys but you know how that matter, is but. you know it's one of the things where if they're only doing it work and then they take two weeks off and then they come back it's hard to get back yeah. into it so yeah a couple good points like you know, with, for somebody who you force, you can't ever force somebody to do CrossFit because CrossFit is constantly varied, functional movement done at high intensity. If somebody doesn't want to do it, they're not going to do it at high intensity. Yeah. You know, they're going to do it with as minimal effort as you'll allow them to do it. You know? So, again, it, it's probably not worth it at that point for, the, for that person. And the second thing is, you know, me and Isaiah were talking downstairs. If somebody's training and they don't have a goal, that's exactly what's going to happen. Yeah. They're they're gonna lose focus and then I don't want to do this anymore because what am I what am I training for? What's the there has to be an end state to yeah. to your training right, you know, right whatever whatever it is whether it's a competition whether it's uh, a wedding whether it's just looking good naked for for your wife you know 
I've Gee, long yeah. ago lost. I've long ago lost that. That, that is that. That's ever going to happen. What's that? I mean, I, good I, naked. I mean yeah, that never, <laughs> that, never even, that never even happened when I was competing at a high level. Uh, you know, first responder type roles or in, yeah. uh, you know, public safety mm-hmm. folks or in you know, the military, uh, active duty folks who are, you know, going to be called on to do something at the Spurs moment, you know, yeah. spur of the moment at some Jaguar, they're going to, they're going to be required to go Jaguar. You know, you're going to leap out of the mm-hmm. leap out of the, you know, the tree and jump on something like in a moment's notice, figuratively and literally sometimes um, you would think that that would be something that, that they would, they could see as, they're uh, absolutely a requirement of the job. Right? They're not going to know they're not ready until, 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 until they're until, not ready. <laughs> yeah, until whatever the, the catalyst is. Well, here's my question. Yep. Is there a minimum fitness standard in your well, line of work? It, it, Technically, no. Yeah. It, 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 initially. Based on department, yeah. really. Initially being hired, there is. Because well, they have a, a yeah. test. Right. But once, you're, yeah. once you get on... There really isn't. Well, there isn't I mean, there like a be. fit to fight. So, like you know, I think like for like Greenville, it's the Popat, or right. you know, in, in North Carolina, like it's the Popat test, mm-hmm. right? For, for you know, for for, for police, police. But in fire, it's what like CPAP. CPAP's the big thing. Yeah. You know, it's just nationally certified mm-hmm. test. But like we don't run the CPAP. Right. I don't know if we don't either. does either. But mm-hmm. because it's, there's costs associated with it. And right. Do you have a stack ranking though? Like if you're accepting folks out of the academy, essentially, or you know, you're coming into coming into a department, yeah. is that is that a is that a quantifiable measurement that 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 sets them apart from other recruits, other folks that are going to be hired? Their score on it their helps. physical fitness. It helps, but I mean, if they're Portion? if they're um, they're a stud, they say they're Superman going through the PT test and they can't read. Like, sorry, yeah. you know, right? You, uh, have you to, can't run as minimum, fast. Right. You can't run it. Uh, 18 minute three mile and not be able to read and get a job as a firefighter it's just not going to happen so it helps because i i know several guys in the fire in, in the fire service in general that are not pt studs at all and by any means but i'll go in the I'll fire with them yeah. today yeah. right <laughs> because i know that they would waste every ounce of energy they have making sure we both got out of there alive and they're they're smart they're smart as a whip right yeah in in their job right you know yeah, sense. but it's like, you know, we talked about just a while ago, it was kind of like, all right, you know, we have to set goals, you know. So if I want to be at a snatch 275 pounds, you know, mm-hmm. if that's my goal, then I'm going to work towards it. So how do we, you know, if these guys don't have goals and they don't want to keep trying to stay physically fit, they still need to have a goal, especially for me as like a supervisor, yeah. you know, for these guys to have them where they can actually – you know, perform the job because, you know, I, you know, I wore like a heart rate tracker and, you know, he knows, I mean, Steve knows this and, you know, a heart attacks, the leading cause of yeah. line of duty death. And now you're bringing mental uh, issues in, you know, mm-hmm. there, there's like this whole thing that are coming about where it's actually, you know, the stuff that's as far as, you know, mental where guys are committing suicide. It's just all these like health stuff really starting to come into our line of work. You know, but do you know? I guess, like you said, is there's a lot of there's a lot of aspects of it that 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 are not necessarily as easily quantifiable. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's a lot of variables. I mean, you could say, well, this this person, this guy, this guy, or this this lady died in a in a fire. You know, on the job, we can't sit here and quantify that their physical fitness was the issue. That why right. why why it happens. An- anecdotal evidence would say but it makes a lot of sense to have people who the information fitter. is out there, right. and there's a it's lot of good there. information out there. Um, but I know one thing that that we're trying to do, and our our department's a little bit bigger than John's, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, uh, at least Nick and, and I, because we're the biggest, uh, I guess, proponents of physical fitness in 
uh, Newber Fire Department, we're focusing on the long term. We just hired a whole crap load of new people, and we got a whole bunch of new people leaving. Hey, we so, saw a bunch of them in your gym. Did we? <laughs> yeah, we did. We, there, you did. There was there was a whole bunch of them. But you know, if, if I can take those folks and and kind of lead by example and show them and teach them why physical fitness is important, regardless of whatever rank I end up at as at end up as as a firefighter, they're going to continue on. And maybe they will be above me, and I hope they are. But if they're into that chief's position and they continue to work on the new people coming in, you know, 10, 15 years down the road, there will be a new line of thinking. But it's right. it's a long-term thing. And I think going forward, that's, that's the only way to do it. You're not going to change a guy that's been firefighting for 30 years and say, hey, bro— um, let's get out there and do some squats. And he's like, "Hey, dude, I got six months left." <laughs> you know, right? You know. <laughs> so it's it's almost a generational thing. Yes, it's almost 100%. like you're you're coming through like a certain number of generations where yep. you have to change their thinking. Yes. Uh, and, and you know, it's not it's probably not a full you know pe- person. You know, it's not a whole person generation, mm-hmm. but it might be five or ten or fifteen or twenty years over when you get a get to a point where you can actually say, "Okay, I'm I'm really affecting change based on what." This new, this this second or third generation mm-hmm. can can actually understand what fitness is and what yeah. they need. I, I'm hoping by the, the time I retire, there will be a, a new train of thinking, and that's 15 is it, years. From is now. that what you're seeing? Like where you're, well, you know, it's just mm-hmm. you know, for me, I'm a battalion chief on a shia, so it's like if my battalion chief can do that, and we get to a fire, and he's running circles around guys that are 18 years old, you know, that says something. You yeah. know, that's kind of what you got to do because. Yes, that's really, you know, I know people say lead by example. That really is what oh. you got to do. You got to lead by example. And uh, and that's what I've found, you know. The guys, they'll come in and they're like, look, we, we know we're not where we need to be. You know, help us out here. And that's what we. That's yeah. what I've tried to do. Have you know? seen over the last 10 years since you started CrossFit, have you seen a difference? Would you be able to say there's a quantifiable difference in the folks that you've been able to influence as, you know, a guy on the truck? to a, a, in a leadership position. It kind of goes back where he talked about the equipment. You know, I've able, from what I've learned since 2010 coming in, I'm able to provide the equipment, you know, and then, you know, and the thing about CrossFit we don't even bring up is there's a mental aspect of that. You know, I mean, you really have a, you, you, you learn to be mentally tough doing CrossFit style stuff. You know, I mean, it, it it's not just physical. So I think that what I've shown the people who work with me and when they worked out, you know, they've become mentally tough they're better conditioned you know so yeah i mean i think there's a change there i mean i think there's definitely a change that i see from like the guys and girls i work with on my shift compared to other shifts because mm-hmm. they don't do what we do yeah you know and there's that almost like that pride that mm-hmm. we really like we're going to go in and we're going to do the job and we're going to be done you know whereas right you know we just feel like we can do it you know yeah. right. same so, i feel like my same way uh my crew we are thinking is um, leave, leave it better than you found it, and you know everybody's got issues. Nobody, nobody fucking cares. Work harder, do better, suck less. Like, mm-hmm. and that's the mentality. And I love my crew right now. But I'll tell you what: if I had a battalion chief that worked hard like that, I'd work that much harder. Yeah, and I already work hard. Right. <laughs> right. Right. So I mean, I it feel, is. I feel kind of bad. I feel kind of bad. I'd feel. I'd feel like. I feel like. 
I don't know. I'd feel kind of bad if John was my battalion. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, there's been like, literally oh, people like, man, I don't come know. on, man. In it too, this I, is I, bullshit. I definitely, you know, the biggest thing that this I've seen that I, that I didn't bring up is like, you know, we don't have, but, you know, Newburn maybe probably has more fires than we do. And and we really, as bad as it sounds, is still not the biggest yeah, I mean, volume. We don't want anybody's, you know, stuff to burn. No. we That's not what we're here for. But we're in the job to help people. So when we get to help people, it brings us closer together as firefighters right. you know, on the shift. Well, you don't see that a lot. You don't have those calls where it just brings you together. And you so you go on these like stagnant, you know, long, you know, right. months that you just really don't have a lot going on. Well, when we get together to shift and we work out, right. we train, it's that camaraderie where we're like, you yeah. know, it just gets everybody pumped up. And so you're simulating, the, you're, you're, you're putting yourself under stress and suffering because, you know, at the end of the day, what builds bonds is suffering together. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and so you can kind of, at least you hope you, hope you can simulate a little bit, not right. a lot, not, not all of it, not even near what you hope you would experience on the job in that workout. And you bring them closer yeah. together. So when you get a, you know, when you get, I don't want to say the opportunity because that would suck, but when you go and do what you're trained to do, you do it that much better together. That's right. And I you, mean, you know, know that the person that you're getting ready to go into the fire, wherever it may be with, they can get me back out yeah. if they need to, back right. to my, right. having that train of thought, knowing that the people you're getting ready to go in, you know, this danger, whether it be you know, law enforcement, firefighter, the military, knowing they can, there, you got your back. Yeah, that really yeah. helps out. You know, both mentally, physically. Right, because you know? you've seen their mental state evolve over the course of your training together. Right. I mean, that's that to me would be the biggest thing. I mean, you know, having trained, you know, I mean, of course, we've been on teams together right. years for years ago. You know, and 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 on, kind of on an ongoing basis before I got old as shit. And <laughs> it, I mean, you know, it's it's you look at you know you know what that person's capable of. You, you go, can tell you know, a lot by a person by the way they work out. If they really they're can. halfway through a workout and they quit, go to fuck home. Be like you need to, yeah, you uh, need to, and, and I've I've said that change your mental state. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. you need you need to, yeah. Uh, now I, I would 100 percent I'm there. You know the person that would would rather the person that would rather die <laughs> that they give up. Yeah, that's the that's a who you want. A quitter's a quitter. No matter what, and you'll what, find yeah. it, and you'll find it, you'll find out real quick, uh, especially on some workouts. You'll find out real fast who, who who's re- who's ready to make an excuse. I think. I think you told me one time a story. You guys, I think you guys were training for regionals one year, and who was it? Um, crap, was his name? But his his lips turned blue in the middle of the workout because you guys were were training so hard. No I was like, "There's no telling." That that <laughs> it might have you been. You know how hard uh, you got to work. I got my question. I guess would be speaking. I guess generational thing, and seeing as how it's a hot topic everywhere now. Do you think that mental illness? Not to say it's a generational thing, but it's more of an issue now than it was 10 years ago. Obviously, it's a hot topic across the country. But do you see it more of an excuse now in your line of work than you did when you started? Is it Uh, it an excuse? As an excuse, no. Just that we diagnose. Well, people are diagnosing it quickly. Um, Some people really do need it. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people just need it have balls like mm-hmm. like everybody everybody has fucking problems dude grow yeah. up like i know people that have, have like i said people have been to war been through stuff seen mm-hmm. stuff they don't talk about it they don't dwell on it they they go about their business and they have a good day like if you're the one crying about it every day like it's chances are it's i don't think it's as bad but mm-hmm. 
I got a big shoulder for you to lean on, Thank Isaiah. You. I know some hard motherfuckers never yeah. talk about shit. Yeah, oh, yeah, me, yeah, me too. I but mean, is that part of it? I mean, at the end of the day, is it that, you know, ladies and gentlemen, don't talk about it enough? Or is it there's a careful balance there where you got to say, hey, man, there's a careful this sucked, balance. This sucked, and, yeah. this sucked, and I needed to talk about it yeah. instead of talking about it by myself all the time and then ending up alone in a bedroom. I, yeah, I think that, part that of it, part of it is, is having somebody to talk to, 100%. Right. A I tribe? Mean, having a, you know, yeah, as a, I've called to, this dude, I don't know how many times, like, bro, I, I got I to talk. I, I need five minutes. Like, but I think, like, right. people have to have that. Are there people that don't have that and, and shitty stuff happens? Yes. Yeah, you need an outlet. Yes. You, you need an outlet yeah. and you, you need, need a, a sounding board. You, you yeah. need a healthy, Not an echo chamber no. because that's that's that's, that's dangerous. dangerous. That's effed up and yeah. dangerous. You need somebody who can at least, and they don't have to have gone through the same struggles no that you went yeah. to. Nope. They can't have, nope. right? I haven't gone through the same struggles Steve has or Isaiah or no. John or Ryan. They haven't gone through the same things I've gone through, but it, there's a there's a level of intensity at some point that you've achieved. Yeah. You hope that that you can find yeah, those trust. people. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, and you trust their opinion. You yeah. trust their their ability to tell you when your sh- when your shit stinks yeah. real yeah. bad. Yeah, and when it yeah. doesn't. Yeah, th- those are my right? left and li- I call them my left and right lateral limits. Mm-hmm. You know, what I mean, Steve is definitely <laughs> stay in your lane. Yeah, Steve is definitely <laughs> you know um, one of my lateral limits. Uh, my other buddy is he uh, left or right. They're equal. <laughs> They're interchangeable. Um, but yeah, you do need those those healthy outlets. Yeah. You need those. Hey man, I need. I just need. I need ten minutes. Yeah. I need to know. I need to know if I'm fucked up. Yeah. Um, or you know, if you're dealing with some shit. Hey, I need to know if I'm fucked up. You know what I mean? Or dude, I just I just need somebody to talk to. I just need. I just need to, to run my suck for 10 minutes yeah. and, and get this off my chest. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't need somebody to fix it. I just need somebody to listen. And mm-hmm. you need right. those, those healthy relationships in your, in your, in your life. Um, and I've been fortunate enough to have those, those guys and those gals in my life. And you don't need an echo chamber, like you said. Yeah. Um, I, I, and I don't mean to characterize and I don't want to change the subject of, of what we got, but it doesn't matter whether you're a firefighter, whether you're military, whether you're, mm-hmm. whether you're, um, you know, active or, or a vet or police officers, um, or if you just got, you know, a boss at your office job, that's just a fucking prick. Right. You know what I mean? Um, I feel like that's it, easier to deal with. Though. It's toxic uh, work environment can yeah, be. How many times do you see somebody stuff. get, yeah. you know, you see it on TV yeah. because of the toxic work environment. Yeah, dude, yeah. Right? dude I'm telling you right now. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the pri- in, being in the private sector, it's just, it's the truth. Now, look, I, I'm going to tell you right now, it ain't the same. Mm-hmm. And, and, and my father-in-law, Scotty, would say, mm-hmm. today's fine. It's a, it's a good day, man. I'm like, well, right. dude, it's so, he goes, no, man, they ain't shooting us. Yeah, <laughs> and I use and I use I mean, that a lot, an analogy a day, lot man. after they I got sh- out. Like, there's us. people, you know, me like, oh, X, Y, Z happened. I'm like, yo, motherfucker, nobody's fucking dying. They like, legitimately, you, you're good. There's Fuck. a difference. Mm-hmm. There's a but people but, who don't have perspective, and, and, and it's not their fault. No, it's not no, their fault. Correct. Right. I, I am lucky enough. I'm lucky enough to be surrounded by people who have that perspective and who have gone, dude. It's fine. You're good. You know what? Tomorrow, you're gonna wake up out of your bed. Right. Oh no! Right. You're gonna wake up out of your bed and you're gonna go down. You're gonna walk downstairs. Yeah. You're gonna make your coffee and go, man, what the fuck? Yeah. And, and you know what's gonna happen? You're gonna realize, and you said, and you should realize that that ain't nobody shooting at you. Yeah. And nothing burning down. Yeah. And, and you know, yeah. You're, you're fine. Everything's good. Your yeah. kids are gonna walk down the stairs. And you're gonna take them to school. Or you're gonna take them to camp or whatever yeah. it is. And you go, what? 
it's all good, yeah. man. Yeah. It's Exper- all experience, good. Experience changes perception. Yeah, for sure. And, and I've, I've been lucky. A lot of people don't have that. Yeah, a lot of people don't have that, but they've all been in the private sector their whole life. But it is, it is. If you don't have that perspective, it can really kind of weigh on you. And you go, man, these guys suck, or these people suck, and like my life is just, it, it's, it's just, it's hard. And you got to just kind of step back and go, <laughs> you know what? It's just, it is what it is. It is. And, yeah. and like, look at, look at, look at everything moving forward. Do everything you can to make it better and change it. If you don't like it, if you don't like it yep. and it's not right, do your best to change it. And and I think that's something that over the past 10 years and more longer, and CrossFit has helped to inform me. And, fun, you know, you could, you can, but you can brand it all we want, Greg. Um, but, 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 you know, this exposure to this kind of fitness, this exposure to this community has helped me is that. You can you can always change where you are. You can always move forward. You can make it better. You just have to have you have like I said. You have to have an end state in mind, like mm-hmm. you said, and you have to go. Okay, I'm willing to work for it, work towards it. But a lot of people don't have that perspective. Unfortunately, right. I didn't mean to derail you, but it's, it's no. just true. It's like you said, it doesn't matter. But there there are levels. <laughs> there's there's levels. There's like yeah. oh, I'm over here, my boss sucks, or I'm like like Ryan said, that is a little bit easier to deal with than than oh shit, I'm. I, I'm stuck behind this wall yeah. because I can't stand up because if I do, a projectile is going to hit me in the head. Yeah. I think yeah. it also yeah. depends on the person, and, though. I mean, you have to draw a line as a human. What are you going to deal with? Mm-hmm. Like, I think I can deal with shit all day at work because I know that a day. Yeah, fuck it. Like, I'm going home. There's a... Did you read... Um, the subtle art of not giving a fuck. Yeah, no, we were in the <laughs> airport though. We were in the airport. We were, oh, we were just like killing some time between yeah. flights. <laughs> yeah, and Steph, Steph, we're looking. Whatever. I wanted to read um, "Alone at Dawn," the new book. Um, wanted to read that, uh, and I was looking for it for the for stand the by for my noise. Yeah. Oh, I like it. Uh, I wanted to Can read you that. that bottle of Woodford in a glass. <laughs> and Ste- we're, we're we're perusing we're perusing the books, and Steph's like, "Oh, hey, there's your book." And I went, "What?" And it was that this subtle art of not giving a fuck. So, she was like, "You need to read that." I go, "I fucking wrote it. I don't." Want to def- it. De- so there, there's some you're, good snippets. You're like an I, you're like an IUD for bullshit. He's, he's, he's a good he's a good censor. Yeah, uh, what? you sense it very well. Oh, thank bullshit, you. Yeah. Uh, but it's an awesome book. I would definitely get it on audiobook. Oh, good point. Yeah, because yeah. uh, the first part is, is actually kind of hard to get through. Um, but once you get through it and the guy starts talking, telling stories and stuff, there was a good one that says it talks about uh, happiness. There, there's, there's no such thing as, as an end state of being happy in whatever you're doing. It's just the amount of stuff you're willing to tolerate. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. as far as perspective goes, I mean, obviously I'm not as old as you fuckers, but <laughs> I still have a lot of perspective, I think, to gain. Yeah. Yeah, and I don't think it's – I feel like I'm the serious guy on this conversation. Every time, every time. Like, but, like, I don't think it's a generational thing as much. I mean, obviously I know – I agree. The 100%. Deal. People will say it is, but it's not. Well, and there's, you know, there's the, the old kids now gotten safe zones and all this stuff. Some extent. And, and, and so I don't think we've seen that yet. Like, I don't – like, I think even, like, the guys I have coming in and the girls I have coming in now, you know, we're talking about 18, 19. I think in the next five years we may see it be a little yeah. bit more generational or five to ten years, but – you know, I have to really be careful about how, like, in my position, how I really interpret, like, even what you said, like, you know, in our job, you know, just like military, police officers, you know, we see stuff that maybe the normal human being won't see in a lifetime. Yeah. Right. So, right. There, everybody has a trigger. Yeah. So, what is that trigger? 
that they have? You know, what is it that's going to cause them to lose it in a sense, you know, not think right. clearly? So I have to be real careful how, you know, say, hey, you just really kind of need to grow some, mm-hmm. or do I really need to be concerned? Yeah. You know, right. and, you know, it's really hard to balance. And, you know, I and every new person, I kind of, you know, if I have somebody that's on my shift for a year, I kind of know, I'd say mm-hmm. about a year it takes me to really know that person. And, and when they come to work and they're just not quite there, mm-hmm. I kind of know it. Right. But so when I have new people coming, especially younger, I say, hey, you know, we have a bad call. You know, are you good? Is everything good? You know, have you ever seen that before? You know, do you want to talk about it? Yeah. You know, because I know Steve knows this, that we have, you know, the, the CISD, yeah. critical stress incident debriefing. I don't really agree with those because literally that's me in a room with people who didn't, who wouldn't involved right. yeah. with what I saw. Right. And I have to talk to them about it. And I'm not, yeah. you know, I, I'd rather sit down with my shift and say, all right, this is what we saw. This is what we did. You know, is everybody good? Right. And everybody will talk right. about it. Right. We'll get it out of our chest. Right. And, and it's not. It's okay if you're not good with it. Yeah, Let's if you're not good, then we'll it. move on to yeah. another. But here's the thing. There's the problem with the CISD. Like, if something happens to me, I go in a room and these, these weirdos trying to talk to me. I'm not telling them shit. Yeah. When I leave there, I'm going to text Isaiah and be like, bro, you never guess what happened. Right. It was yeah. fucked up. Because well, so, yeah. well, they're, not, they're not in your circle. Right. right. The stuff For you sure. talk with Isaiah about or yeah. Nick about or, yeah. you know, other guys at the department about. Yeah, I have, you know, I have several. Are yeah. different. Right. Yeah. It's it's because they understand. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it's it's it, I guess it would be interesting, interesting to, to to have that kind of experience where somebody sits you down and goes, I know I wasn't there. Yeah. But no, I know I really I may or may not have even any remote understanding of what it's even like to actually have experienced yeah, what never, you did. No. You yeah, know, I've 17 years I've been in the fire service. I've never sat down with a, no. with a you know, CISD person. No, and I'm because not, I'm not going to either. And I, and I, <laughs> yeah. I don't plan to. Right. Because I've been, I feel like I've been able to get my problems off my chest with the people right. who were there. Well, are they the people that, you know, they're, but they're the people that you really need to say, okay, I need to bond with these people. I need to help them overcome this. I need to build this as a, as a part of a, a, you know, of building this team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a part of saying, okay, as a unit, we're going to overcome this together. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, I mean, is that, that, that's, I mean, is that more valuable, is that far more valuable than having a, like a secondary assessor come in and go, can I help you? Because you're there with that, you're their family. You're there with them for 24 hours at a time as far as with us. I think y'all run close to the same schedule we do, or at least you're there. We're there 24 24 hours at a time and we're all 48 hours. So, you know, 10 days out of the 11 days out of the month, I'm there with their women. It's a third of your life. We eat lunch. Right. Oh shit. We eat supper. At the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. We're family, you know, so we talk about it as a family. That's yeah. you know it takes, and that's where good supervisors come into play. If if you're if you're a supervisor, you're not asking these questions. You suck. Yeah. And you need to find a different job. But like John was saying too, like there is like I was saying earlier that there's there's whiners and crybabies and stuff like that. But there's also a fine line between uh, a whiner or a crybaby and and somebody who has a, an issue. Yeah. You know right. it's. You just uh, have you to be. You have to. You have, yeah, you have <laughs> yeah, to like really be able to read. You, gotta, it, you know, yeah. can you really? The but can you really find? You know, you know can yeah. you? I think you know. I think you really hit on it. I mean, as a as somebody who who understands what's going on, can you even find that out if you really don't have a firm understanding of what makes that person tick on a on a higher oh, level? You, you know what I mean? Yeah. If you I mean, don't have a bond, in, they can tell you shit. You don't know. I mean, you have a bond. You have have a baseline of what that person really acts like on a day to day basis and. You know, from there, I mean, you don't have you know, you don't have to be Doctor Phil. You just no. got to kind of know right how that person acts. Yeah. Well, and if I mean, something ain't right, you kind of know it when they walk through the door in the morning, right? You know, so and, and if you don't know it when they walk through the door, you're gonna find out within that 24 hours that you're working with them, right? So, um, and you know, we know each other good enough that you know, especially the people I work with, that 
they're going to say, if they're not feeling it, they're going to tell me about it. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of times, at least with the, the people I work with, it's really, it's, usually it's not a lot of bullshit. It's like, I really need to talk to you, you know? Right. So, mm-hmm. um, and obviously, like you said, you do have whiners every now and then, yeah. but, you know, I just don't want to be that person in the, the day that, that plays off. Well, that's wine. And, yeah, and, brushes it off. And then all of a sudden, next shift, they don't show up. Yeah, it's like, right. we got to go find them. Yeah, you know? right. A lot of times, especially with shift work, there's outside influences. Oh, for sure. <laughs> you know, right. uh, home stuff sure. gets brought sure. to work. And we yeah. always say, like, don't bring your problems from home. But it, that's it, you can say that all you want to. It's hard it has sometimes. To. Dude, that's, that's, that's almost impossible in any line <laughs> yeah. of work. I mean, yeah. you know, you bring it in. It, it, probably bec- it probably becomes a lot more of an issue when you're under stress in a high-stress environment. It yeah. becomes very raw very quickly oh yeah and it does when you're you know i don't know when you're sorting i don't know when you're sorting folders when the thing is you, know you, know, you already got your own problems and now yeah. people are calling you, know. you to deal with their problems mm-hmm. right you know so now it's just compressing compressing you know and then you have the really really bad call and then it's right. just like a it's like one, boom you know? yeah yep. well i mean that i think it's having a having a way to bond us uh, that that also builds that also builds on their you know, a, a person's ability to do their job yeah. at an elevated level mm-hmm. is a good thing. Yeah. If I, mean, I, uh, I saw something earlier, it said uh, suffering builds endurance. Like if, if you can suffer through something, you know, uh, it's going to make the next thing just a little bit easier. Yeah. You know? Yeah. For so, sure. Yeah, it, sure. it, it definitely yeah. helps if like today's workout, if I can, if I can suffer through that shit for 40 <laughs> minutes, a 20 minute bottle, it makes it a lot easier, you know? It, oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah, and then you can come and like do another like thirty minutes. Yeah, like, yeah. On a, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's freaking well, awesome. Like, no big deal. Well, they got really deep. Uh, <laughs> like a deep con- I thought we were coming to have some cool like fun conversations. <laughs> oh man, that's we, the next. We, that's the next segment. Yeah, we yeah. get we got some good we're, snippets we're, we're in moving, there, man. We're moving right. We're moving right along, John. Yeah. Don't you worry. Yeah. <laughs> well, look, look, you missed you missed like you missed like the last one with naked archery. That was yeah. That was, that's yeah. What that I was really for, naked archery. Well, don't worry, we're getting there. We're gonna get there. Well, listen. You know, is there anything that anything you want to kind of like put out there to the, you know, I guess the community? I, I had a, I have a, just like, I guess I'm John does too. I have family that's in the same thing, police, firefighters, things like that. And I, I had a cousin call me a few weeks ago and was like, hey, um, I had this really bad call. You know, what are some things that, that you did or, or would do? And I was like, for one, don't bring that stuff home. You know, your wife is not the one to talk to about these things. Uh, you're, you're more than welcome to call me or talk to the people you work with, but you got to talk to somebody like right now, you know, and that's what I would say for, for somebody else listening, like, don't bring that stuff home. <laughs> you know, you, those are your brothers and sisters at work. Talk, talk to those folks. Cause they've been through that stuff. Um, don't talk to your kids about it. Don't talk to your family about it. Cause that's, that's not work. That's, that's home. And it needs to be separate. Yeah. yeah. And that, that really does that can, I mean, that pisses Lisa off sometimes. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> You know, I don't talk about work yeah. at all. You know, I don't tell her about calls, yeah. nothing. And because it's just better that way. And I don't, there again, she's my wife. I don't feel comfortable because mm. she didn't experience that. You know, it's yeah. just a comfort thing. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, I think that's the best thing, you know. Yeah. So, but I'm, I'm with him, you know, just, you know, with, with any nice thing. Nice. Well played, sir. Uh, Hands like that, was like, that was like, that was like, that was like. That was like 0. 0.03 milliliters you lost. I mean, Dude, maybe. That went that way, and that, I'm sorry, John. <laughs> no, no, I'm with you, too. You know, you know what's interesting is we've been for, I don't know, close on 10 years, but the number of times you've talk, we've talked about what you do is like 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 no shit work work is probably mm-hmm. been like what? Unless we go to Asheville and I like, teach you about all the 
The, yeah, the, full, the gallons per minute. Like, <laughs> like, maybe, maybe, maybe it's been like, like every it's been, FTC went by. Yeah, like, yeah. That's a FTC right there. Yeah, right there. That's gonna be. Uh, that's a that's a blue. Uh, that's a difference. There's red and yellow and blue ones in there. Different color hydrants. Oh my god! <laughs> I know. And John's pointing out the freaking fire hydrant. And, and it doesn't get talked about a lot. You know, like the general public, for the most part, think that we like go to work. I mean, like today, I was in the hang out, watch was, TV. Yeah, I was. I went to the supermarket. She's like. So did you have a call? She was like, well, we had a couple. She's like, well, did you pretty much just chill all day? And, and that's really the general consensus yeah. of what we do. We go to work for 24 hours and sleep. Wait, mm -hmm. that's... Yeah, uh, exactly. Really? <laughs> so, <and> then, <laughs> like, wait, you do shit? For, yeah. <laughs> wait a minute. So, Y'all yeah. ride around on the big red truck? We, we try to. Yeah. We, we go get food with yeah. it. That's what really... You know. <laughs> we have days where we just hang out, but then we have days like yesterday. I don't know what you guys ran. We were in 18 calls. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yes. Talk about these guys after like, how you like fit, a how hurricane. You fit, these guys yeah. that were like zombies, you know, I'm sure. How so, do you fit a fire engine through the drive-thru is my question. So it happened once, and then we had to pay for the damage. <laughs> Somebody tried to go through Sonic. It didn't work out. Oh, yeah. no. I have a hard time fitting yeah. my truck in Sonic. Oh, it was, it was bad. I'm hungry. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, and, and Brandon said that on the last one. He said, yeah, if I, you know, I'd get Steve and JR in here, and, you know, they might work for 10 minutes and 24 hours. Those mother <laughs> yeah. truckers might work for 24 <laughs> oh, yeah. hours and 24 hours. <laughs> <You never know. laughs> yeah, you never know. I mean, you I'll never know. Might be 10 minutes, might be 24 hours. Pack some, pack some snacks because you never <laughs> freaking know. That's pack the a worst. lunch. Pack a lunch, baby, because you, know. you don't know. Going on a stretch fire and you have, like, your knee sleeve on for three hours because like, <laughs> you were in the middle of a workout. You still got tape on your thumbs, and you're like, Loaded full of pre-workout. <laughs> yeah, you'd be like, all right, guys, we're going to go. Oh, no. Yeah, that's a funny story, actually. Yeah, 20-minute bottle. He's like, dude, my knee sleeves were on. My face itched. Yeah. I couldn't I couldn't itch it because I had my mask on. Yeah. My 20-minute bottle lasted well, me seven minutes because I was freaking get, out. You get the guys that just took their... Just uh, took uh, some super pump. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they got their Ben their EMS calls trying to start <laughs> IV. It's like, uh, i got to get it in there. <laughs> Sir, you're going to need to be still. I am being yeah. still. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Doing chest compressions at 100 miles an hour. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but this dude's alive. Saving life for time. He wakes up, wakes up singing, <laughs> staying alive. Sa dude, saving life for time. Name, yeah. of, the, name yeah. of the episode. Oh, okay. <laughs> time. And taking notes. Oh, that's good. <laughs> All right, dudes. <laughs> oh my god thanks guys that was awesome thanks for tuning into the podcast uh this time everyone it would mean the world to us if you could rate and review us uh well, you can find us on podbean on itunes on google podcasts or uh, hopefully wherever you get your podcasts but it would be great if uh you like what you heard subscribe uh rate and review us let us know what you think be kind please <laughs> we're going to try to get better every single time we do one of these uh and hopefully bring you uh, relevant and refreshing content from a positive standpoint to hopefully make your day better. So we really appreciate it. Have a great day. Get outside, get in the gym, get to work, doing something you love, and uh, we'll see you next time. Have a great one.